This is Resonance 104.4 FM. Flipping marvellous. How you doing? Also on BohemianBritain.com, I'm Nick Hennigan, and it's time for a, another slice of literary London, which comes once more not from London. But Wales, look you, land of my fathers. Well, in fact, land of my mother's, because my mother was from Wales and my father's from Ireland. Anyway, we won't go into that because none of it matters now. But I'm in West Wales in a place called Lanon, Clanon. Uh, in fact, I'm in a pub. Yes, all right, I know. The shock, the horror, the surprise. I'm in a pub. It's called the White Lion in Clanon. And uh, it's a rather marvellous pub. I'm kind of up the snug at the back, but you might hear a game of pool going on around the corner. And uh, they have a lot of community people and meetings and stuff happening here. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's to be expected, isn't it? But um, I thought... Really, this time, you can't really spend too much time, certainly in mid-Wales, without coming across the legend that is Dylan Thomas, the Welsh wizard. Of course, the poet Dylan Thomas, who um, famously was born in Swansea and sadly died only at the age of 39 in, in New York. The legend is that he died through alcohol poisoning. The reality is it was actually medical neglect. The reason I know this is that I've written a thing called the London Literary Pub Crawl. And if you want to know more about Dylan Thomas, <laughs> have a look at LondonLiteraryPubCrawl.com. Um, it actually starts in the very pub where Dylan Thomas first met his wife. Uh, it was love at first pint. No, 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 love at first sight. But I can't help but be moved when you're walking around. Uh, I'm up to, Actually, where we are now is actually on the Dylan Thomas trail. You can't help but kind of feel his influence there. Um... He was born in Swansea, Dylan Thomas, uh, of Welsh-speaking parents, but of course he was born in 1914, and back in those days, the Edwardian days, speaking Welsh was not del rigueur, uh, so he, he never did. He got a very uh, sort of posh English-speaking voice, which you're about to hear, because I'm going to play you some Dylan Thomas. Oh yes, I am. Uh, and uh, he was hugely influenced by Wales. Uh, Although occasionally he gets a bit of grief um, for not perhaps being as nationalistic as he, as he could have been. But these were very different times. Uh, but he obviously has uh, a lot of love for uh, Wales. Uh, Newquay, which is not far from where I am at the moment, is arguably the setting for Claragheb. You have to sp spell that backwards. I can't, I can't do it now because it's before the watershed. But Claragheb means something else when you spell it backwards. Uh, Newquay arguably was the inspiration for the town featured in Under Milk Wood, uh, which of course is um, a modern classic. We did a version of it actually in the very pub where Dylan Thomas met his wife in London uh, some years ago. Keris Matthews came, you know, Keris, a musician and uh, radio presenter, uh, um, bought a family. In fact, I was quite, quite chuffed because it was so busy we only had seats behind the bar, so we had to put them all behind the bar. Uh, but it was it was a marvellous event, Under Milkwood. I'm not going to play Under Milkwood because I really quite like this. This is Dylan Thomas. And it's called Ballad of the Long-Legged Bait. And you can, I think, hear Wales in this reading. He reads it himself. And I think the quote, I can't quite remember because it was a while ago I researched it. Dylan Thomas said, I need London for drinking and pubbing, but I can only really write in Wales. So here he is. The bows glided down and the coast, blackened with birds, took a last look at his threshing hair and whale-blue eye. The trodden town rang its cobbles for luck. 
Then goodbye to the fisherman's boat with its anchor free and fast as a bird hooking over the sea, high and dry by the top of the mast, whispered the affectionate sand and the bulwarks of the dazzled key. For my sake, sail and never look back, said the looking land. Sails drank the wind and white as milk, he sped into the drinking dark. The sun shipwrecked west on a pearl, and the moon swam out of its hulk. Funnels and masts went by in a whirl. Goodbye to the man on the sea-legged deck, to the gold gut that sings on his reel, to the bait that stalked out of the sack. For we saw him throw to the swift flood a girl alive with his hooks through her lips. All the fishes were rayed in blood, said the dwindling ships. Goodbye to chimneys and funnels, old wives that spin in the smoke. He was blind to the eyes of candles in the praying windows of waves, but heard his bait buck in the wake and tussle in a shoal of loves. Now cast down your rod, for the whole of the sea is hilly with whales. She longs among horses and angels, the rainbow fish bend in her joys, floated the lost cathedral chimes of the rocked boys. Where the anchor rode like a gull, miles over the moonstruck boat, a squall of birds bellowed and fell, a cloud blew the rain from its throat. He saw the storm smoke out to kill with fuming boughs and ram of ice, fire on starlight, rake Jesus' stream. And nothing shone on the water's face but the oil and bubble of the moon, plunging and piercing in his course the lured fish under the foam witnessed with a kiss. Whales in the wake like capes and alps quaked the sick sea and snouted deep. Deep the great bushed bait with raining lips slipped the fins of those humpbacked tons and fled their love in a weaving dip. Oh, Jericho was falling in their lungs. She nipped and dived in the nick of love, spun on a spout like a long-legged ball, till every beast blared down in a swerve, till every turtle crushed from his shell, till every bone in the scuttled grave rose and crowed and fell. Good luck to the hen on the rod, there is thunder under its thumbs. Gold gut is a lightning thread, his fiery reel sings off its flames. The world boat in the burn of his blood is crying from nets to knives. Oh, the shearwater birds and their boat-sized brood, oh, the bulls of Biscay and their calves are making under the green-laid veil the long-legged, beautiful bait their wives. Break the black news and paint on a sail, huge weddings in the waves, over the wakeward flashing spray, over the gardens of the floor, clash out the mounting dolphin's day, my mast is a bell spire. Strike and smooth, for my decks are drums. Sing through the water-spoken prow, the octopus walking into her limbs, the polar eagle with his tread of snow. 
From salt-lipped beak to the kick of the stern, sing how the seal has kissed her dead. The long-laid minute's bride drifts on, old in her cruel bed. Over the graveyard in the water, mountains and galleries beneath, nightingale and hyena rejoicing for their drifting death, sing and howl through sand and anemone, valley and Sahara in a shell. Oh, all the wanting flesh's enemy, thrown to the sea in the shell of a girl, is old as water and plain as an eel. Always goodbye to the long-legged bread scattered in the paths of his heels, for the salty birds fluttered and fed, and the tall grains foamed in their bills. Always goodbye to the fires of the face, for the crab-backed dead on the seabed rose and scuttled over her eyes. The blind, clawed stare is cold as sleet. The tempter under the eyelid who shows to the selves asleep Must high moon-white women naked Walking in wishes and lovely for shame Is dumb and gone with his flame of brides Susanna's drowned in the bearded stream And no one stirs at Sheba's side But the hungry kings of the tides Sin who had a woman's shape Sleeps till silence blows on a cloud And all the lifted waters walk and leap Lucifer, that bird's dropping out of the sides of the north Has melted away and is lost Is always lost in her vaulted breath Venus lies starstruck in her wound And the sensual ruins make seasons over the liquid world White Springs in the dark Always goodbye, cried the voices through the shell Goodbye always, for the flesh is cast And the fisherman winds his reel With no more desire than a ghost Always good luck, praised the fin in the feather Bird after dark and the laughing fish As the sails drank up the hail of thunder And the long-tailed lightning lit his cat the boat swims into the six-year weather. A wind throws a shadow and it freezes fast. See what the gold gut drags from under mountains and galleries to the crest. See what clings to hair and skull as the boat skims on with drinking wings. The statues of great rain stand still and the flakes fall like hills. Sing and strike his heavy hall, toppling up the boatside in a snow of light. His decks are drenched with miracles. Oh, miracle of fishes, the long dead bite. Out of the urn, the size of a man, out of the room, the weight of his trouble, out of the house that holds a town in the continent of a fossil, one by one in dust and shawl, dry as echoes and insect-faced, his fathers cling to the hand of the girl, and the dead hand leads the past, leads them as children and as air onto the blindly tossing tops, the centuries throw back their hair, and the old men sing from newborn lips, 
Time is bearing another son. Kill time, she turns in her pain. The oak is felled in the acorn, and the hawk in the egg kills the wren. He who blew the great fire in and died on a hiss of flames, or walked on the earth in the evening, counting the denials of the grains, clings to her drifting hair and climbs. And he who taught their lips to sing weeps like the risen sun among the liquid choirs of his tribe. The rod bends low, divining land, and through the sundered water crawls a garden holding to her hand with birds and animals, with men and women and waterfalls, trees cool and dry in the whirlpool of ships, and stunned and still on the green laid vale, sand with legends in its virgin laps. And prophets loud on the burned dunes, insects and valleys hold her thighs hard. Times and places grip her breastbone. She is breaking with seasons and clouds. Round her trailed wrist, fresh water weaves with moving fish and rounded stones. Up and down the greater waves, a separate river breathes and runs. Strike. And sing his catch of fields, for the surge is sown with barley. The cattle graze on the covered foam. The hills have footed the waves away, with wild sea fillies and soaking bridles, with salty colts and gales in their limbs. All the horses of his hall of miracles gallop through the arched green farms, trot. And gallop with gulls upon them and thunderbolts in their manes. Oh, Rome and Sodom, tomorrow and London, the country tide is cobbled with towns, and steeples pierce the cloud on her shoulder, and the streets that the fisherman combed when his long-legged flesh was a wind on fire and his loin was a hunting flame. Coil from the thoroughfares of her hair, and terribly lead him home alive. Lead her prodigal home to his terror, the furious ox-killing house of love. Down, 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 under the ground, under the floating villages, turns the moon-chained and water-wound metropolis of fishes. There is nothing left of the sea but its sound. Under the earth, the loud sea walks. In deathbeds of orchards, the boat dies down, and the bait is drowned among hayricks. Land, land, land. Nothing remains of the pacing, famous sea, but its speech, and into its talkative seven tombs, the anchor dives through the floors of a church. Goodbye, good luck, struck the sun and the moon, to the fisherman lost on the land. He stands alone at the door of his home. With his long-legged heart in his hand, the ballad of the long-legged bait 
by Dylan Thomas. Because I'm in Wales, where all good people go in the autumn. Hmm? Rain in Wales? No, hardly ever. Well, there was a bit of a storm today, but it doesn't matter. And you, I think you can sort of hear in that poem by Dylan Thomas that uh, there's a great affection um, for this area, uh, his homeland of Wales, of course. And as he said, he needed London for drinking and he needed Wales for writing. Another uh, kind of fairly high-profile author that we're celebrating uh, this time is T.S. Eliot. Uh, T.S. Eliot's birthday was on the 26th of September, 1888. Um, he also features on the London Literary Pub Crawl, I should just say. T.S. Eliot, of course, he was born in America, but actually gave up his American ship. American ship? American citizenship. And became British. Sorry about that. But, uh, you know, he, he was over here anyway. Was it visas? Who knows? But T.S. Eliot, of course, who famously wrote uh, Possum's book of Thinking Bobby Cats that became Cats the Musical. But this is him in a slightly more, well, what should we say, sort of ethereal um tone but also again he is talking about the land yeah uh, the fire sermon and death by water this is t.s Eliot on resonance 104.4 fm and bohemianbritain.com it's literary london with me nick hennigan and this so the fire sermon and death by water t.s Eliot, the wasteland the fire sermon the river's tent is broken. The last fingers of leaf clutch and sink into the wet bank. The wind crosses the brown land unheard. The nymphs are departed. Sweet Thames, run softly till I end my song. The river bears no empty bottles, sandwich paper, silk handkerchiefs, cardboard boxes, cigarette ends or other testimony of summer nights. The nymphs are departed, and their friends, the loitering heirs of city directors, departed, have left no addresses. By the waters of Lehman I sat down and wept. Sweet Thames, run softly till I end my song. Sweet Thames, run softly, for I speak not loud or long. But at my back in a cold blast, I hear the rattle of the bones and chuckle spread from ear to ear. A rat crept softly through the vegetation, dragging its slimy belly on the bank while I was fishing in the dull canal on a winter evening round behind the gas house, musing upon the king my brother's wreck and on the king my father's death before him. White bodies naked on the low damp ground and bones cast in a little low dry garret rattled by the rat's foot only year to year. But at my back from time to time I hear the sound of horns and motors which shall bring Sweeney to Mrs. Porter in the spring. Oh, the moon shone bright on Mrs. Porter and on her daughter they wash their feet in soda water. Et oh, ces voix d'enfants chantant dans la coupole. Twit, twit, twit. Jug, 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 jug. So rudely forced. Tiru. Unreal city. Under the brown fog of a winter noon. Mr. Eugenides, the Smyrna merchant. 
Unshaven, with a pocket full of currents, CIF London, documents at sight, asked me in demotic French to luncheon at the Cannon Street Hotel, followed by a weekend at the Metropole. At the violet hour, when the eyes and back turn upward from the desk, when the human engine waits like a taxi throbbing, waiting, I, Tiresias, though blind, throbbing between two lives, old man with wrinkled female breasts, can see at the violet hour, the evening hour that strives homeward, and brings the sailor home from sea, the typist home at tea time, clears her breakfast, lights her stove and lays out food in tins. Out of the window perilously spread her drying combinations, touched by the sun's last rays. On the divan are piled, at night her bed, stockings, slippers, camisoles and stays. I, Tiresias, old man with wrinkled dugs, perceived the scene and foretold the rest. I, too, awaited the expected guest. He, the young man carbuncular, arrives, a small house agent's clerk with one bold stare, one of the low on whom assurance sits as a silk hat on a Bradford millionaire. The time is now propitious as he guesses. The meal is ended. She is bored and tired, endeavors to engage her in caresses which still are unreproved, if undesired. Flushed and decided, he assaults at once, exploring hands encounter no defense. His vanity requires no response and makes a welcome of indifference. And I, Tiresias, have foresuffered all enacted on this same divan or bed. I, who have sat by Thebes below the wall and walked among the lowest of the dead. Bestows one final patronizing kiss and gropes his way, finding the stairs unlit. She turns and looks a moment in the glass. Hardly aware of her departed lover, her brain allows one half-formed thought to pass. Well, now that's done, and I'm glad it's over. When lovely woman stoops to folly and paces about her room again alone, she smooths her hair with automatic hand and puts a record on the gramophone. This music crept by me upon the waters and along the strand up Queen Victoria Street. Oh, city, city, I can sometimes hear beside a public bar in Lower Thames Street the pleasant whining of a mandolin and a clatter and a chatter from within where fishmen lounge at noon, where the walls of Magnus Martyr hold inexplicable splendor of Ionian white and gold. The river sweats, oil and tar, the barges drift with the turning tide, red sails wide to leeward swing on the heavy spar. The barges wash, drifting logs down Greenwich Reach past the Isle of Dogs. 
Elizabeth and Leicester. Beating o'er cistern was formed, the gilded shell, red and gold, the brisk swell, rippled both shores, southwest wind carried downstream, the peal of bells, white towers, la-la-la, la-ya, la-la-la, la-ya, la-la. Trams and dusty trees. Highbury bore me, Richmond and Kew undid me. By Richmond I raised my knees, supine on the floor of a narrow canoe. My feet are at Moorgate, and my heart under my feet. After the event, he wept. He promised a new start. I made no comment. What should I resent? On Margate Sands, I can connect nothing with nothing. The broken fingernails of dirty hands. My people, humble people, who expect nothing. La, la. To Carthage then I came. Burning, 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 burning. O Lord, thou pluckest me out. O Lord, thou pluckest. Burning. Death by water. Phlebas the Phoenician, a fortnight dead, forgot the cry of gulls and the deep sea swell and the profit and loss. A current under sea picked his bones in whispers. As he rose and fell, he passed the stages of his age and youth, entering the whirlpool. Gentile or Jew, O you who turn the wheel and look to windward, Consider Phlebas, who was once handsome and tall as you. T.S. Eliot and the fire sermon and death by water, and as you may have gathered from the uh, quality of that recording, it was T.S. Eliot himself reading uh, those uh, those poems that he wrote from the wasteland, of course. Not much of a trick. I suppose you could hear a, you hear a bit of American in there, can't you? Yes. Um, and that's more or less all we've got time for this week from wonderful Wales. Yes, if you get to if you get to Wales, pop down to Aberdovey. Um, in fact, we're going to be doing a few things on bohemianbritain.com. I went to some pubs in Edinburgh while I was up there for the Edinburgh Fringe, did some little short videos, which we're going to put on uh, on Instagram and usual social media channels, but it will also be on bohemianbritain.com website. I'm now, I found out, we've got nearly 8,000 followers. Isn't that incredible? So thank you very much if you're listening to this on bohemianbritain.com um, that's marvellous yes I'm quite surprised by that <laughs> pleasantly surprised of course thank you so much for your support it, it means a lot um, especially you know if you're a writer as well you kind of know what it's right you know hmm? yeah I mean you know what it's like right uh, yeah uh, it's 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 a lovely life isn't it <laughs> as long as you don't weaken and don't forget if you've got anything that you're involved with then do uh, please drop me a line. There's two ways of getting in touch. Uh, probably the easiest is radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk. Although you can also now get me, I think, at info at bohemianbritain.com. Oh, ah, 
got a new uh, a new address um or is it nick at bohemianbritain.com i should have checked really shouldn't i anyway i know radio at mavericktheatre.co.uk that definitely works so if you're involved in anything kind of anywhere i mean literally london but here i am in wales uh, and i've been in scotland and oh did i mention my Christmas Carol is out touring again. I wrote a version of the Christmas Carol starring Guy Masterson, the old fringe regular. It's about to do a tour starting in November um, all throughout the UK and New York, baby. Yes, I'm off Broadway in December. Um, I suppose I ought to go and check out the production, really, as I wrote it and I directed it. Hmm? Do you think? Yeah, of course I should, yeah. So if there's any travel companies listening, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I might know I'm not. <laughs> but but uh, yes, it'll be it'll be a, an interesting time. And if you're up to anything, then please do let us know. So I'll see you next time. Thanks again for your company on bohemianbritain.com. And uh, this is uh, Literary London with me, Nick Henningen, on Resonance 104.4 FM. <laughs>